For many people, when they think of young adult church groups, they think of two things. Free food and socialization, right? This is Paul Center, a 33-year-old St. Damien of Molokai parishioner. And there's nothing wrong with those, right? It's free food is great, socialization is great, but that's just scratching the surface of the young adult world. Paul has been involved in Catholic young adult groups for over 10 years now, and while he loves the events he's mentioned, he and the friends from his young adult groups grew bored of the same old, same old. So when they found themselves with a wealth of free time during COVID, instead of doubling down on Netflix binges and sourdough starters, they decided to do something a little more inventive. They decided to write a musical. Welcome to Detroit Stories, a podcast on a mission to boldly share the stories of the people and communities in Southeast Michigan. These are the stories that fascinate and inspire us. This episode of Detroit Stories is brought to you by our friends at Catholic Funeral and Cemetery Services, a ministry of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Pre-planning your Catholic funeral is a gift of love for those you cherish. To learn more about pre-planning to prepare those you care about for this journey, visit cfcsdetroit.org. COVID had a number of silver linings. For Rochester Hills automotive engineer Paul Center, the biggest one was free time. Everyone was sent to work from home, so I was sitting at my kitchen table wondering how long it would be until um, we'd be going back into the office, and I was thinking, I might have a lot of extra free time uh, in my life uh, starting now, so maybe I can use some of that free time for some kind of creative project that would be that would be cool. Pivoting from engineer to thespian was not such a radical move for Paul. He grew up in an extremely artistic family. He took piano lessons, was in plays and musicals throughout middle and high school, and played in a Christian rock band in college. He had even helped write and produce musicals with friends before. So when the creative bug bit him again, he knew who to reach out to. Um, I started putting a new team together. So my sister Danielle was the first on board and my buddy Dylan, who's been involved in every project, big project I've done for the past 10 years. This is Dylan Vrazo. We met in high school at, at a youth group and you know, he, I was, he was in a band at the time, like a Christian band with his brother and some friends and like, you know, they, they were always like the cool kids and, and it was just like, you know, just so I played guitar at the time, you know, it was just so that's kind of how we got to know each other. And we would um, jam out sometimes and just talk music. And um, yeah, so it's just I think we kind of have similar um, interests and just kind of a similar drive to, uh, you know, to bring our faith to others kind of through music or, or through, you know, through the arts, through um, theater. In addition to Danielle and Dylan, Thomas Abbott and Josh Ross joined the team. Their first idea was to do a story about a group of saints hanging out in heaven, telling each other stories. But the wildness of one saint story in particular kept sticking out to them, and they decided they wanted to do it justice. One of the saints that someone brought to the table was St. Ignatius of Loyola. He really caught our attention because he was such an interesting man. In reading more about his life, they felt they had found the quintessential millennial saint. It is an easy being 23, and the future is just 
Each part of his life struck a chord and what they saw were the particular wounds and joys for their millennial generation and the audience they were hoping to reach. And everyone involved in the project was drawn to something different about him. Here's Paul. Um, Pre-conversion as a soldier and just all around tough guy, cool guy. You know, he liked to sing and dance and fight and, and um, got into a lot of trouble as a young man and was a soldier. And then, uh, you know, he had the, his famous injury of his shattered leg um, at the Battle of Pamplona. For Dylan, it was the desire to be larger than life. One, like he wants to, you know, take on the world and, and you know, just do really big and grand, um, grand things for God and, and just, you know, just in, in general. And, um, you know, there's like a part in the play where he's like, the thing I'm most afraid of is mediocrity. Like he doesn't want to do anything, uh, you know, small or anything, you know, uh, wishy-washy. So I think that's something that's relevant. I hope that they can see the messiness in St. Ignatius's life and relate to their own because we all have messiness. This is Jake Rapinati, who played the lead of St. Ignatius for Act One. And sometimes we think about these saints as like these mythical creatures with these halos and they were perfect all the time when in fact a lot of them had really messy stuff in their lives. And Miriam Miller, who plays the role of an evil spirit named Serena, who was drawn to his insecurity. After St. Ignatius experiences his conversion and is working towards sainthood and is trying to evangelize and convert um, his friends and people that he meets, he still has moments of doubts and he has moments of, am I cut out for this? Can I be this great saint that I want to be? Am I good enough for God? And his anxiety really eats away at him. And I mean, that's a good message, I think, for people to, in the audience, because we know, especially after COVID and um, just our modern times, that, that mental health is a real issue for people. Anxiety is at an all-time high. And I think people probably don't think about the fact that, um, you know, the saints may have lived a long time ago, but they dealt with a lot of the same issues that we did. The team studied St. Ignatius's life and developed the script through prayerful discernment. When we would have our, you know, these are Zoom meetings, virtual meetings we would have, we'd have opening prayers and closing prayers. And obviously the whole point of the project is to evangelize. Um, so with that end goal in mind, um, I think the whole process is really a prayer of sorts. When we started off, I knew I wanted Shattered to be a shallow entry point um, for for people who either have never been to church or maybe they haven't been in a really long time. I wanted um, Shatter to be a way for, for people to see God the way that I see God, which is a God who loves us, who fights for us, and who suffers with us. Um, St. Ignatius's life was full of challenges, suffering and heartbreak, but despite all of that, he still surrendered everything in his life to God's will. For the next two years, this musical would be their baby. This play went through a lot of rewrites. Um, there's been a lot of just re rewrites and thought and prayer and discernment and just um, discussion that's gone into it to, to kind of bring it to where it is now. In March, it was finally complete. Their next step was casting. 
Paul and the team spread the word about auditions through social media and word of mouth, but the bulk of their cast came from Paul's characteristically passionate means of persuasion. Also, a little bait and switch, as was the case for Jake. Yeah, so I met Paul when I first moved down to Royal Oak uh, in like 2018 or 2019. He was having a he was doing a, a Bible study, and so I had gone to that a couple times. Um, and then I would just see him around at church. And when he first announced his idea, or when he announced that he was putting on uh, the musical. I was interested in helping in some capacity. I thought St. Ignatius was interesting, and it seemed like a good opportunity for something to get involved uh, in. So I think when I went up to him, what I said was, I don't have any theater experience. I don't know what I could do, but if I can help in some way, that would be great. And he knew that I played uh, guitar and, and bass and said, well, why don't you help out with music? We need some people. So I was like, sure, that's what I love to do. Um, so he sent me the demos, uh, like a long time ago. And then, so I had been playing along and learning those. And so I showed up to auditions thinking I was going to be playing music, but just wanting to see you know, who, who came out to audition and, and, uh, what that was looking like. And after it was all over, he asked if I wanted to read for a, a part. And I was like, I, I don't know, not really, <laughs> but, um, we did it anyways because we needed some more people, and I guess they really liked uh, how I read, and I sang a little bit for them, and I was not convinced that I was the right person for St. Ignatius. I told him, you know, I'm happy to do a small part here and there if you want me, but I don't think I'm your guy. And he kind of twisted my arm and helped me to believe in myself uh, that I could do it. Others, like Miriam, were cast a little more willingly. I've known Paul for m several years, and um, I, we actually met through theater. And he reached out to me about two years ago and was saying, hey, I'm writing this show, an original musical, on St. Ignatius of Loyola and his conversion story and his journey towards sainthood. I love theater things, and it had been a while since I had been in anything um, of that nature. So I came to the auditions and I just thought, uh, based on what I already knew on the story, that this is a great way to evangelize and this is a great way to really spread the gospel and share um, a conversion story of somebody who is just like one of us and turned his life around to become a great saint. Nineteen people were cast for the musical. The roles included two different leads for Ignatius of Loyola, an evil and good spirit, Serena and Consuela, who battle throughout the musical over Ignatius's soul, Jesus, Peter Favor, Francis Xavier, and an ensemble. The cast rehearsed over 40 hours as they prepared for two May performances and worked to get into their various roles. So I have a lot of energy, and I, um, the, the role of Serena, she's She's very sarcastic. She's very extra, if you will. I think that's what they say these days. He's He's as good as mine. Enough of your lies, a person She thinks she's overly confident. She thinks she has this in the bag. Like, this guy, I'm bringing him down. This Ignatius, he is so ignorant. He doesn't know what he's doing. She's overly confident. She's very um, energetic. She's very, very sassy and, and sarcastic. So I'm a very energetic person and I think putting me in the role, it's been a lot of fun to channel all of my energy towards 
that evilness, but it's like a fun evilness, you know? Um, she's loud and she, um, she makes fun of Ignatius and Serena likes to make fun of Consuela. Actually, the girl who plays Consuela is one of my really good friends. And so it's been really fun working with her, sometimes a little too fun. It's like, I got to get in the mode. I'm evil. I can't be laughing right now. (laughs) Maybe evil laughing. But um, it's been really fun just working with her and bringing my energy to this character. And um, sometimes a challenge, but I've really grown a lot um, just from this role. It's been a lot of fun. For Jake, it didn't come so easily. I don't think I see myself that much in St. Ignatius, and that's why this is a challenging but fun role to play, because in this first act where I'm playing him, he's so um, pompous and confident and uh, just has this arrogance about him. And I won't say for sure that I'm not that, like I'm bragging about myself, but I don't often feel like I can... uh, relate to that. So when I'm on stage, it's kind of fun to pretend to be this overly confident, full of himself kind of guy. Look at these saints and the things they've done. They've been remembered for ages. Look at their lives. And then it feels like after I end the scene and like walk off stage, I like shrink back into myself a little bit. Um, So it's, it's a bit different of a, of a feeling. Paul Center and the cast and crew promoted the show through word of mouth, social media, and church bulletins. But they really didn't know how receptive people would be to a Catholic musical and couldn't predict how many were coming to the show. Their biggest fear was that they would end up performing for an empty room. But on May 21st, it was all out of their hands. The stage was set, costumes were donned, instruments tuned, vocals warmed up, and 200 chairs were hopefully placed in Our Lady of Chestahova Social Hall for the first of two performances. The doors opened, and the cast and crew waited for the audience to arrive. And arrive they did, the room packed with attendees. Ushers had to add more and more chairs, and the cast and crew performed for a far larger crowd than they anticipated. The audience loved it. They laughed. I thought it was, <laughs> it was hilarious, it was endearing, it was entertaining. This is 21-year-old audience member Lucy Bemis. I truly think it was, it was a great rendition of his life. They learned. Well, I never really realized uh, with St. Ignatius how much he suffered. That was a 54-year-old member of the audience. But what is most important to Paul Center and the other creators of the musical is that the audience was inspired by the group's effort of evangelization. You know, that truly uh, helps me really see that there are kids out there right now that are, you know, always thinking that, you know, how can I be around other people like me that enjoy those same things in the Catholic crowds as well as just uh, knowing that discernment is out there for all men and women and that you know these things are what kind of bring that all to light so hopefully some of them get something from that and here's lucy i thought it was incredible that a group of talented catholic young adults just decided to come up with this great idea they wrote it they created it 
and they executed it. I think for, for young people, something like this is very exciting. This is completely created by young people, by their peers. It's gotta be incredibly exciting to just be a part of something bigger than yourself and something that's also part of your faith. And so this gives me a lot of hope that if you do have a brilliant idea and you have friends that wanna help make it happen, you can do a beautiful job and a great job in executing it. This, right here, was the deeper goal of Shattered. The musical performances on May 21st and 22nd were not the apex. They were, Paul hopes, a catalyst for young adults to be inspired by projects of their own. I would love for it to be an inspiration for other young adults to, to see what we were able to um, accomplish through the guidance of the Holy Spirit and um, to really be inspired to be able to create art of their own. And um, many hearts can be moved when art is used to reveal God's truth. I think there's just a lot of fear of the unknown and fear of stepping outside their comfort zone. I would just really like to encourage my fellow young adults to not be afraid and to do big things for God because you never know what, sort, what sorts of fruit you will reap from those experiences. Step outside your comfort zone a little. Join or start a Bible study. Become a catechist or lector. Join the parish choir or parish council. Invite a neighbor or coworker to mass or a parish event. Practice the spiritual and corporal works of mercy. Or maybe the next time you find yourself with some free time, write a musical. As William Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. Paul Center wants young adults, like St. Ignatius, to play a big part. Detroit Stories is a production of Detroit Catholic and the Communications Department of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of Detroit Stories is brought to you by our friends at Catholic Funeral and Cemetery Services, a ministry of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Pre-planning your Catholic funeral is a gift of love for those you cherish. To learn more about pre-planning to prepare those you care about for this journey, visit cfcsdetroit.org.